Welcome to the Adoption Today podcast. I'm Carrie Wilds. I'm Karen Lear. We do real talk on adoption and this journey called parenting. Hey there. Hey. Hey guys. Success. We're on. Yeah. Should we start again because it's recording? (laughs) No, we're good. We're good now. It is recording. We're good. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So this is what date night looks like, by the way, when you have kids. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Remote. You do it. Yeah. Remote date nights over the phone. Hi, Carrie and David. Hey, guys. Hey, how are you? We're hanging in there. I'm sorry. My voice sounds a little froggy. Um, Just a little cold, but... I'm going to pull through. She's so. going to power through it. Yep. Perfect. Power through. Well, welcome to episode seven of Adoption Today. And we have extra special guests on for this episode. We have my husband, David, and Karen's husband, Scott, are joining us today. Woo! Oh, thank you. Yay. Thank you. Yay! Glad to be Woo! here. Yes. So we did an episode for Mother's Day. So since this week is the week of right before Father's Day, we are going to talk everything dad related. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, actually not everything, but we are going to (laughs) focus on two specific things. And one of them I think is really important and it is um, our kind of each of our husband's stories on how they got on board with adoption and how that all went. Because a lot of times, you know, you hear that, um, that the dad or the, you know, the husband isn't quite ready yet or quite on board with the, with adoption and how that's going to go. So um, we wanted to get some advice from these guys who are experts and also give, you know, give some advice to you all who are in that position or thinking about adoption. And then we will talk about Father's Day because, you know, we love Father's Day too. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Scott, why don't you start and tell us a little bit about, um, you know, how that process felt for you and kind of how everything went down. Yeah. First, let me um, say to both of you, I'm so proud of both of you for what you're doing. This is, uh, yeah, it it is uh, so inspirational to, uh, to see this and, uh, I'm incredibly happy to be here, and uh, I'm also excited to be uh, uh, part of Abita's podcast. I always, I've, I've been hearing her now for the last six episodes. So, is she going to make an <laughs> appearance, Carrie? Maybe? You know, she. You know, there the dogs are quiet right now, and okay. there's, there's unfortunately since it's evening, there's no <laughs> FedEx or UPS man arriving. So, okay. but you never know. Winston's actually laying right by us right now, so you can't yeah. hear him. But we do have the cat. <laughs> never know <laughs> you know you never know what'll happen on this podcast but true um, true yeah so our story um or at least i guess my, my version um uh, of the story is we karen and i always wanted to have uh children uh it was uh, something that we had talked about early on and i guess in my mind i was um we graduated college and focused on work and career thing. And we were just going to have a, a biological child and maybe one or two, you know, maybe three be crazy or something like that. And it just wasn't happening um, ultimately. And so we weren't able to um, have our own uh, biological child and we, we tried different steps, um, IUIs and, and, and different things of that nature. And, 
And at a certain point, it was just, um, it was just kind of enough going down that road. So, well, I got over it well before you did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's, that's true too. I was like, well, let's just try another one. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's very taxing physically. Um, uh, more for Karen than me. Truthfully. Pretty much more, yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> but, but we were just, I was never, I don't know, exposed is the right word, but from an informational standpoint, I really didn't know much about adoption. Um, maybe just like 1950s closed adoption kind of stuff. And I, it, it took me a while to maybe comprehend it. Like, what is this? You know? Um, and, I was lucky enough with, with Karen. She's, you know, not only an amazing uh, you know, mother, um, but an amazing partner and really educated me um, on, on different forms of adoption. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, we wanted um, um, children and we wanted to, um, you know, have that experience. And, uh, well, we'll get to it here in a little later, uh, how it's worked out. But I guess what I'm saying is, is ultimately it took me a while just to get the information and to figure out like, Hey, is this, is this something that we should do? And is this the right move? And, and then the other part I'll, I'll throw on it um, from my standpoint was, wow, you know, like this is going to cost a lot of money. You know, this this is something we got to wrap our heads around because I wasn't like, where are we going? And there's so many different avenues. So. Well, I think there were two steps. The first step was the first step I think for you was kind of just the idea um, of having, you know, a little bit of fear. Oh yeah. Because people, yeah. people don't share the good stuff. And like we've talked about in other episodes, it, it, the fear can really set you back. It can really hinder you from doing the fun things in life. Unfortunately, sometimes, because it seems like, I don't know, a lot of the times things that are worthwhile involve fear in some manner. Yeah. So you can't let the fear stop you. And I think for a while it did for both of us. And then I kind of just got more educated about it and, and kind of showed him, look, like, here's, here's how we could do this. And here are some examples of it really working well. And so that was um, number one. So I think you had to accept that part first. It's just kind of getting over that hurdle. And then the second one, you know, was definitely the financial part of it and thinking like, this seems insurmountable. How are we going to do this? But when you add up and think about like the money you spend on infertility treatments, it's just, to me, it was like, well, it just makes more sense to go down the road of adoption because at the end of the day, we wanted a baby or a mm -hmm. child. And that was the goal. Yeah. Yep. If yep. I've, I've got a, I've got a, is David here? I've got a question for Scott. Go ahead. And so how did, but how did that transition occur? Cause I think if we're talking to dads here or, or husbands who are wishing to become dads, like, um, you know, obviously information was a part of it and you guys, talk about overcoming fear but for you how did you kind of make that transition in your heart in your head that yeah. you know you that you were willing that it was okay to move on from um you know biological children to adopted children like how did that how did that transition occur for you yeah so you know as i'm reflecting on that i would say two things that really stood out one was as we were kind of towards that like last IUI I remember uh with Karen she had to take um what, what were those shots yeah there's and, a lot of hormone yeah shots. hormone shots and you know she it was just a tough night and she really didn't want to do it and she's like can you do it for me like I don't want to do it and I, I couldn't do it <laughs> like I couldn't give literally shot. give her the shot you know and, mm -hmm. I'm like, and I'm like 
And so physically, that was something for me that was like, you know, wow, um, this this doesn't seem right anymore. You know what I mean? Like we're really trying to push yeah. um, through that. And so that was like the first step for me mentally. It was a physical thing. And I'm going, yeah, like I can't do that. I don't want her to subject her to that anymore. So that avenue isn't going. And then it was, okay, well, the next avenue really is adoption. And not having known a lot about it and, and Karen talking, I just remember the first time I heard it, I was like, well, it's going to be a closed-end adoption because, as I referenced before, I only really knew, like, the sure. movies, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I w- did a lot of thinking myself, and it ultimately got to, if I was that child, what would I want? And I would want to know. I would want to have an open adoption. And at the end of the day, if there's love out there, and, and Karen and I meant, you know, talk about this all the time, you know, the more people that love you, that's a good thing in this world. And so um, I guess so to answer your question, one was a physical and then a mental from the progression of, hey, I want to close to, you know what? No, I want an open adoption because it's the right thing to do. And, and, and one last part I'll throw on it. Um, it in adoption, and this is through the whole process, not only in the beginning, but through the whole thing, you have to be OK with um, it meant to be. You know, yeah. um, mm-hmm. now we're at the point where, um, you know, Calvin is our son. I would know like he's everything for us and I wouldn't know any other way. Um, but we were totally open to, hey, it, you know, God's going to make this right. And it's got to be the right thing and just be open to it. Like whoever comes into our life is going to be our child and, and you need to be open for it. Yeah, no, I think I think that is really important. All of those points are really important to get across because I think kind of the most important thing when looking at adoption is that both people are fully on board and some people take longer, you know, than others to do that. But it definitely takes teamwork and, you know, like group effort of, you know, everyone being kind of having that like aha moment of like, yes, we can do this and move forward. So I think a lot of people get stuck there, you know, and it's, and it's like, how do you overcome that? So I think it's really good to hear like how that happened. Um, so, and our story is like a little bit different, actually yeah. quite a bit different. <laughs> so I think, I think it's, I think this is a good mix too, because David's perspective and kind of how he got there is, is quite different from yours. So do you want to talk about your Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So uh-huh. you do. For me, we um again the quick version, I know Carrie's um told the story in, in longer form, but we got married in two thousand five and we kinda I, I knew from the beginning that she was very interested and wanted wanted to adopt and we got married. I kinda thought it was like, you know, a phase (laughs) and because initially we were but we both agreed we we weren't interested in having kids right away so we kind of had an informal agreement that it would it was going to be five years in before we would even be talking about kids so I thought okay well I've got five years to you know, get her out of this adoption <laughs> phase that she's in, right? Um, just like all the things that we think when we get married that we're going to change about the other person. And then we, you know, here we are 12 years later, right? So, um, so you know, got a, it got to towards that five-year mark and we started picking up the discussions again. And 
And she was pretty um, adamant that that's what she felt called to, that that's what she wanted to do, you know, was to be an adoptive parent. And I was pretty adamant that I wanted to be a biological parent. (laughs) So we were, you know, we were not in agreement. And I think at one point, maybe we sort of agreed that we would have one of each. Well, but that we agreed when we got married, because I remember this discussion, we, when we got married, our agreement was because he wanted to try and have biological children and I wanted to adopt. So our agreement was that we would try both. Right. That's right. Whichever landed first. Right. Yeah. I don't remember what order we said, okay, we both are, we can, we can compromise and we will do both. So around 2010, it really, you know, it really sunk in, I guess that, that no, really, this is, this is what she wants to do. And, And I wasn't there at all. And so I was really struggling with how that was going to work, um, in our marriage. And as we started a family and there was a, there's it was a gradual change for me, but there was kind of one significant, um, kind of moment in time. And my, my job at the time took me to a conference. I was working for, a um, I'm a pastor now, but I was working for a missions organization that represents orphans in East Africa and I was at a, a an orphan conference at Saddleback Church, which is a large church over in California. And there's all these different groups and organizations there representing different facets of um, caring for orphans and adoption and all this kind of stuff. So lo and behold, you know, I'm struggling with the idea of adoption and, and God places me as a, a vendor at an adoption conference surrounded by all these <laughs> groups and organizations. And, you know, so I sat through some of the... Um, uh, some of the sessions had a lot of conversations, and it was kind of through that conference, and specifically one because we we started out fostering before we adopted. There was one on, on being a foster parent. That's really where, and I'd, I'd heard this growing up, heard this in church, but really kind of sunk in that um, we're when we follow Christ, we were adopted by God. You know, we're we're His adopted children. We're adopted into His family, and so. To me, there wasn't there wasn't a more beautiful picture or representation of the gospel than to be an adoptive parent myself. And so that's really where it kind of sunk in that, oh, man, this is a real option. Like this actually could be what we're called to do. And so and I don't I don't think I came back and I was ready to fill out paperwork. But, you know, that was kind of the big change in my heart I would say was that was that thing and then the other thing I guess that was really big for me is as we really started exploring was having some personal connections with some other adoptive dads and there's two in particular Saul Nazario good friends of ours and um, Brian Strauser uh, were people that we knew that men that were adoptive dads and so spending time with them talking with them you know, and not in a formal like interview setting, just kind of, you know, getting to know them a little bit and kind of hearing the story and kind of even watching them from afar in a way. Those were kind of the things that, um, you know, kind of helped land the plane for me that, yep, okay, this not only can I do this, but this, in fact, could be like a calling that we have. And so that's kind of when we um, after that's when we kind of began the journey of, of fostering and then eventually adopting. 
Yeah, I think I think this topic is really, really important because like couples that I'm talking to and people that I talk to all the time that are wanting to start the process, they, you know, there is this kind of like block of not always the husband, but a lot of times it is the husband who's not on board. And so the process isn't moving forward yet. So and I and I think this is a, a por- important thing to talk about as well is. Um, you know, and I think with open adoption for, for men, like that might be something that you feel that, you know, if you're, there's other parties involved. So, you know, how do you as dads, like kind of accept that and get over the fact not, I don't know if it's get over the fact is the right word, but how do you accept the fact that, um, you know, there's like, there's a birth mom involved, there's potential dads, you know, and I think, I think dads want to protect their family and, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So I think open adoption is kind of a scary thing. Um, so how are you, how are you able to, um, you know, kind of overcome that and see that as a positive thing versus maybe something that is a fear in the whole process? Yeah, for me, um, as part of that, you know, getting to the point where, Hey, let's, let's do this. You know, this is the right thing to do. Um, like I was saying earlier, I was like, Oh, we're going to just do a closed adoption. Cause that's all I knew. And, and as I, we discovered more about the open adoption, um, as a, well, from my standpoint, I was like, you know what, um, boy, girl, we're going to, I'm going to get, we're going to give this child all the opportunity that we can. And I'm going to do, we're going to do everything we can, uh, to give this person just an amazing life, you know, and all this different stuff. And, and for me, one of the things that came to me is, and, and Karen and I talk and well, we could do all these things, but in a closed adoption, um, I know I would be like, Hey, you know, I, I need to know, you know, I, I'm going to go hunting and, and there's movies about, it. there's all these, you know, these stories about people wanting to just know. And I didn't want that. Um, in this case, you know, for Cal, I, I don't want that for him. And um, I look at it now, and, and Karen and I were just talking about it here, hopefully in a few weeks. Um, I look at, um, at at his birth mom and family as part of our family now. Oh yeah. And it and it is it is to the point like you know, and Cal knows them and, and all this other stuff, and it is just so amazing for me that um like i always i like the big family concept i don't really come from um, a huge uh family um but i always like that concept like the big my big greek wedding kind of thing you know um (laughs) so it didn't really have i kind of had it but not not that much and so in this case there's just more people and as i was saying earlier man if you can give somebody in this world more people that love them um, I'm all in on that. Now, the one caveat to that is, and in one of our uh, agreements that Karen and I have is we're all about the open part of it. And we want that, you know, we really do, but it's also our job as a parent, uh, to make sure that, you know, no, no lines get crossed and they haven't by any means, but, um, I don't know. So I just looked at it as, as more of an opportunity and, and it's really been great for us, uh, from an open adoption standpoint. Yeah, I would. I think there's some similarities there. I think for me, when we were um, kind of going through the training, uh, the the um, the thing that kind of sticks in my head is at some point along the way, someone said to us, "Everybody wants to know 
where they came from. And I resonated with that deeply. You know, I'm a history major way back in the day. And I like, you know, I know a little bit about our family's history and our roots and all that kind of stuff. And, and so the idea that at some point your child, um, they're going to want to know, they're going to want to know what happened, why it happened. They're going to want to know more, you know, if their ethnicity is different, they're going to want to understand that more. And, and so that's what kind of made me realize, oh, aha, yeah, we, we need to make this, we need to be okay with this. But yeah, like you say, the, for me, it was all about the fine print. And so I had a lot of questions going in about, well, what does open adoption mean? Am I, do I have to let my child, you know, have visits or home visits or, or be around people that I don't approve of, or that I think is going to be a negative influence on this? And when I kind of learned that, no, it's not, it's not that it's not a, a contracted set amount of time. And so for our, our girls, it's really different for each one. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of our girls, we have a great kind of like what you guys are saying. We have a really great relationship with their bio mom and we see her, um, you know, a few times a year and they, she brings um, her cr- Christmas presents and actually both of them, which really is really sweet Christmas presents and birthday presents. And it's really nice. But with another one of our girls, it's not that at all. And because it doesn't, it shouldn't be. And because, you know, she's not in a healthy place to, um, you know, be seeing her, her bio daughter. And so for, for me, that was a big part of it too, was that I didn't have to check my dad instinct at the door when it came to those connections. And if I feel like something's unsafe or Mm -hmm. not healthy or not what's best for one of my girls, we're allowed to say, "Mm, you were going to take a timeout, but ultimately the ideal situation is what you guys have and what we have with one of our girls, which is to, you know, allow them to understand that part of their, of their history for sure. Cool. Now I love, I love hearing both of your, your perspectives on that. Cause I kind of know, like, I kind of know it, but it's, I think it's really interesting to hear it like personally. Um, so what, what advice do you guys have both for, um, husbands who aren't on board yet and are kind of working through what they're going to do or what, you know, they're going to do as a family. And also what advice do you have for, you know, the wife who is wanting to move forward and can't quite yet because her husband's not on board. (laughs) (laughs) Loading questions, loading questions. (laughs) Well, I can go ahead. I'll take ahead. a shot. You want me to go first? Yeah, yeah, please. I'll, okay, so I'll, I'll start with, I'll address the the wives first. And because that one, I don't know, to me, it's a little bit easier. Like, just, you've just got to be patient. You're just going to, you're just going to have to wait probably until, until he comes along. And it's kind of like, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard to take advice from the people closest to you. Like, you know, it's hard to take advice from your parents. It's hard to take advice from your spouse. Sometimes, you know, we, we joke about this all the time <laughs> that someone else, someone else will tell us something and, and we'll say, I, I told you that two weeks ago, but you didn't listen. Oh, but some, oh, you know, someone really you barely know that. told you and you're, you're right on board. That happens, that happens so, on the um, regular. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So yes. I think, you know, it, if if I would say with most guys, like trying to browbeat him into submission on this issue is not going to get you very far. Um, but, you know, but to encourage him to um, 
be open and be active and, and learn what he can. That's, that's what you can do as a, as a wife for, for the guys, you know, it's kind of what you heard from me and from Scott, you've got to, you just got to like get to a point of openness. And so whatever that means for you, if it's, if it's, you see this as a part of your faith journey, if you need to read and learn about it, if you need to talk to people individually, uh, you know, kind of whatever you need to do to kind of, um, you know, create openness in your mind and, and in your heart too. Um, you need to pursue that. And, and yeah, you know, you, you, you shouldn't feel rushed. You, you shouldn't feel like you've got to make a decision right away, but it's also um, not fair to your spouse to keep them waiting forever on such a key, yeah. key important issue. But I would say that, I mean, you've got to figure out a way to become open to the idea, to the possibility of a different future than what you were thinking initially. Yeah, that's a good point. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, um, so my background is, is more financial. I, I work in uh, the insurance industry. And as part of how I got there, and, and I touched on this a little bit, but part Part of it was I had to wrap my mind around like the financial aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, we're fortunate enough that I work for a bigger company and I just started doing some searching on the an intranet of the company. And I found all these matching programs where the company would pay, you know, X amount for adoption. And I, I point that out because for me, I needed to have that in my mind, like, oh, wow, you know, there like it's such a huge mountain just financially, but there's help out there. Um, so I would advise anyone, you know, who's listening to this, um, you know, to look into their companies and look for other sources. Um, Cause there's definitely a lot out there. We'll, that do, could a, help. we'll do a whole separate podcast on the financials at some point. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I think that would be, a, yeah. yeah, that'd be a great one too. Um, and, and also, and, and I, I do a good bit of traveling and it's, and side note, I'm always plugging uh, adoption today. Please rate five stars and uh, <laughs> flying all around the U.S. Uh, plugging you guys because uh, this is Scott's our place. Scott's our PR person. You're our really PR person. Really <laughs> I'm trying. Now I'm trying. Um, <laughs> but it really amazes me. It really amazes me how many responses I get by somebody going, "I was adopted," or "My brother was adopted," mm, right. or you know, yeah. "I came from foster mm -hmm. care," or these amazing stories. And and I say that because I came when I, when we, you know, ultimately decided and I got on board with it, we knew another couple and just like you guys, or just like what David was saying, you know, with two other guys that were, you know, helping or uh, showing, right. Um, we had that, but I would even say now, I wish that I would have uh, been more vulnerable and opened up more to other people uh, just a little bit and just talked about it because you'd be shocked yeah. how many people are in this situation sure. one way or another. And, you know, there's comfort in that. And are willing to support you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, I think, something you don't realize until you open up and share something. They're not going to open up and share it either. So it goes both ways. So I have a question. And so um, not that I'm trying to be a, a third co-host here, but. Oh, no. <laughs> so from your <laughs> aspect, Karen. What, I, told, what... I told you he was high maintenance. <laughs> He what, is what, high maintenance. what advice do you have for moms out there? Well, David just addressed that. Yeah. Like, did you have something that you wanted to say to moms who were trying? I mean, did no, you, you were amazing. I would never. No, no, no. Did. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I, I was going to echo exactly what David said. Um, 
my point was going to be my, and this is not my story, this is your story, but my point was going to be, ladies, it's kind of like, if you're trying to get your guy to propose to you, but it's, you know what I'm saying? Like pressuring someone for a ring, you don't want to go into it that way. Like who wants to do that? That is not, that is not the way you want to start a, a wedding or a marriage. So it's kind of, that's how I felt about the adoption thing. Like, yeah, you can pressure somebody and you can, you know, cry all the tears and do all the things, but I feel like you got to let your husband, if he's having a hard time with it, with it or he just doesn't know enough or he's not on board, you've got to give him time because it, he has to get there and he might not get there. And that's, yeah. you know, that's okay. It's too. a sad reality too. But yeah. well, I mean, and maybe, you know, maybe it's just not the right time. I mean, may, or maybe, you know, God's stopping it for a reason, you know, who knows, but I mean, that, you can answer the question too. I was just saying like, that was, I agreed with what David said a hundred, a hundred percent. Yeah. And I, one, one point though, that also that I want to make, um, we were talking earlier about fear, you know, and it's definitely fear-based, right? I mean, you're just, it's, there's a lot of uncertainty, mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, what are we getting into? You know, this whole thing. Um, looking back on it now, reflecting on it now, um, roughly six, seven years into this, um, so incredibly happy that we made this decision. I just, I wouldn't know what my life would be like, or our life would be like if, if we hadn't adopted him and, and um, had him as part of our life and he's made my life better. I mean, I'm a totally um, I like to think better person because of him, because I can see things in him and I want to, you know, I want to do things for him. I want to show him, you know, the, the right way to do certain things. And um, you know, so looking at it now, it's always easier to say this after the fact, um, you know, I would always encourage someone to do it because it definitely makes you, uh, it makes more, it makes life more whole. At least it has for us. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I love that. I think that's really, really good advice. Um, you know, for people to kind of think about. And I think, I think Scott, like you said, finding a lot of it's information based mm -hmm. and, you know, like figuring out if it's what you're worried about, if it's financial or if it's open adoption versus closed or, you know, how, what your family's going to think, whatever, whatever you're scared of, go and, and seek out that information. And that a lot of that just knowing might help you, you know, get there either way kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's, I think that's really, really important. And since, since it, is the week of Father's Day, and we talked about our first Mother's Day. I wanted to hear from you guys oh, gosh. Um, how you felt <laughs> on your first Father's Day. Go ahead, David, please. Go. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> well, you know, well, first, I wanted to say, I, Karen and Carrie do an incredible job um, with this podcast, and it is definitely a five star. <laughs> podcast little plug there oh good now see scott you're giving you're giving us plugs so now david yeah oh perfect. yeah man you got your points i get it that is the right answer but yet on the other hand i think i mean you know we're we're, we're almost done we got a, a few minutes left but i think scott and i are killing it <laughs> oh no so, i don't know oh, i no. think maybe we could do one a little maybe a little later on maybe scott and i should just do one just on our own oh, you know like just uh, just for the boys kind okay. of one and, and, and oh yeah all right I just throwing it, just throwing it out yeah. there. Well, maybe we'll let you, and then I will, I will have first rights. But Karen and I will have first rights of editing. <laughs> Carrie, <laughs> Carrie, we're we're not threatened. It's cool. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's oh, right. No. You guys are no, you're the pros. We're we're that's just we're just idea. we're basking in your glory that's right now. Idea. You're the pros. That's a good idea. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. okay so what was answer the question? the question. How did it feel <laughs> on your first Father's Day? You know, I the, that that was. Oh man. David's the emotional one out of the two of us, by the way. I am the emotional one. We're a little bit opposite on that. But for for me, like I said, we fostered before and um, we adopted and then and now we have two girls. But what I I I don't know how to explain it, but from the day that any of either of our girls came into our home, I can't imagine loving them one ounce more than I do right now yeah and so there's just an just an immediate transition um that occurs in in both parents heart but since we're talking about dads here in a dad's heart when that when that baby or child comes into um their lives and so for me the I I don't know the first father's day was this this mix of 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 love, of excitement, of thanksgiving, of gratitude, of pride, of, you know, kind of all those things kind of all mixed into one. And it was, it was incredible. It was, it was a beautiful, um, beautiful day. And, um, you know, one, one that I'll never forget. I, I don't know what yeah. else to say, really. Well, and I think that the funny kind of interesting thing about your first Father's Day was we had two babies. Oh yeah. Father's Day happened like right after Everly was born. So we had two little babies and it was just like kind of surreal. Mm -hmm. I feel like that that even could happen that way, you know, in such a short time. So, you know, I think it's like, like you said, actually I posted on our page um, an interview between Sandra Bullock and Hoda Kopi this week. And I love um, Sandra Bullock said, she said, when you, she said, you know, you're a forever parent when you accept the love that a child is giving you. So she was talking about how, you know, like people sometimes are like, oh, I don't know. Like, am I going to, how am I going to, am I going to love this child the same as I would kind of thing? And it was more of, you know, as soon as you accept it, then you are, and mm-hmm. it, you're never going to turn back and you're never going to, you know, it's never going to be something you ever think about because, you know, that love is right there and you just have to accept it. And it's just really, really cool. Yeah. And I, I have to say, to give you guys some credit, you guys are both amazing men and very supportive um, husbands and very hands-on dads. And I think that without that support, it would be much more challenging um, to be able to, to do this. So we are very grateful to have such, mm-hmm. such good husbands and such great examples for our kids as dads. Very lucky. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. So Scott, how was your first Father's yeah, Day? I, um, <clears throat> so like David, I guess this is the theme here. Um, I, I get a little <laughs> emotional as well. I was, oh, really? Oh yeah. Yeah. We were just, uh, someone just graduated <laughs> from pre-K and they and they were putting some pictures up even before it started. Oh, there was already crying. And I was yeah. like, you know, I was catching myself. <laughs> and someone, you know, was like, "What is he laughing? What's going on?" And I'm like, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll pull it together. You know, <laughs> he's growing up so fast. Um, That's right. 
I know the questions of the first one. I definitely want to answer. I remember the first one, but the one, the, the last one we just had, um, because he could communicate more with me mm. um, and he handed me a card and like hugged me and, you know, I love you, Dada, happy fathers that it just melted me, you know, it just absolutely mm-hmm. melted me. And um, so, yeah, it, the last one uh, was, was, was amazing. And they just, they keep getting better, but um, yeah, the first, gosh, looking back on the first one, as David said, it was a we were in Nashville at that time. Yeah, he yeah. was a year old though, because he was born the end of June. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and then and just a, a beautiful day, and um, you know, I wanted like pancakes and bacon and all this other stuff. He wasn't quite ready for that, but Karen, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it was just it was just kind of almost a surreal, just a real nice. Um, I don't even properly had a phrase. It, it just was very fulfilling of a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really do get better and better, um, you know, a- every year. So it's, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was good. And looking forward to the next one that's coming up. Yeah. 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 So what do you, so do you guys have plans for Father's Day? Well, we were hoping to go to the uh, Justin Timberlake concert. <laughs> if you're listening, Justin. Oh, sorry. oh well, you oh, missed man. it because I already went. <laughs> oh, that already happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it was right after Mother's Day. It was like the Tuesday after. Oh, well. Cool. Yeah, it was awesome. I'm so not... you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. You know what? I don't know. No, I don't think we have any real huge plans. If we're, we're at a point right now, if, if him and I can play in the pool and um, goof off in that way, I'm good. What does he mm-hmm. call himself when he wrestles with you? Oh, he's a... Um, <laughs> he's the flying mantis instead of a praying oh, nice. he, and he likes to jump um but that's uh yeah anyway boy dads right yeah the flying <laughs> mantis but uh yeah it's uh yeah if i could do a pool and um and, and hang out and have just a relaxing uh day i'm good and some bacon and pancakes and bacon and pancakes yeah that'd be that'd be good too what about you guys what are yeah what are we doing well, Sundays Sundays always interesting because, like I said, I'm a I'm a pastor at a church, so usually by Sunday afternoon I'm pretty pretty wiped out. So I don't know. Actually, on the day it might be more of of, of uh, what Scott was saying, just kind of chilling out and swimming and, and hanging out with the family. But we have friends uh, coming in Friday and Saturday that weekend, so we'll be just and there'll be a whole bunch of kiddos around having fun. So I, that's just it, just enjoying family and friends and. Um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get some we'll get some bacon out of the deal, though, for sure, <laughs> Scott. I, mean, I think that is a requirement, though. And bacon at some point is, is a Father's Day requirement for sure. That'll be in the podcast notes. We'll have uh, some oh. different okay. Or there you go. Some... <laughs> oh yeah, recipes for some kind of bacon. I've been baking. Treat. I've been baking my bacon lately. Really? Yeah. How do you do that? Oh wow. Yeah, you, you kind of you get a you get a pan. Um, with do you some... do, wait, hold on. Do you do the turkey bacon or the actual? No, oh, what? what? I'm just asking. I don't that's, know. That's sacrilegious. Regular. Um, bacon. So you get yeah, you get a. You pan. just lost the Midwest, Karen. You just lost the Midwest. Oh, yeah. No. Sorry, God. And you, but the the <laughs> ideal thing is you put it on a a rack in a pan because uh-huh. then some of the because some of the grease will drip off of 
off of it down it, down below. Which will cause a fire in your oven, which oh. we have had, by the oh. way. Theoretically. I don't really know what she's talking about. But anyway. <laughs> um, but then it, it, it makes it all even because, you know, sometimes in the frying pan, it gets a little uneven and, and the middle's like super done and then the ends are kind of like underdone. But it so it cooks every piece exactly the same. It's, it's very nice. Oh, I yeah. highly recommend it. So there's, oh. your, there's your tip. Yeah. Bake your bacon. Bake your but bacon. make sure there's something that catches the grease. A so rounded your oven pan, doesn't catch on fire. A rounded pan is, is key. Not a, <laughs> not a flat pizza. Yeah, like a, like a roasting pan. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Huh. Well, we might have to break that out and try it. You, you never know what you get on these podcasts. We might need to get a That's right. Sure beforehand. <laughs> well, yeah, that'd probably be advisable, yeah. too. Totally. It's a holistic podcast. Yeah, no, it's perfect. It's fun. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, this was super, super fun to have you guys on. We are both so fortunate to have such great dads in our kids' lives and to kind of share some advice and everything. So, um, happy Father's Day to yeah. all well, thank the dads you. out thank there you. and to you guys, of course. Thanks. Yep. Yeah. You guys cool. are awesome. Couldn't yes. do it without you. For sure. Thank you all for listening. Yeah. Thanks right. for joining us. Bye-bye. All bye. right. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 bye.